Hi there. I'm Shulamit Berlev Tove, and I'm the entrepreneur's therapist. What does mental health have to do with entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship and mental health, in fact, are intimately connected. As you've probably experienced, owning and running a business can be like riding an emotional roller coaster. And I want to make a little note so that you can exercise some choice about how and when you absorb information. Today, I'm going to be making reference to specific emotional and mental health challenges. And so I'm inviting you to take your capacity into consideration as you listen or as you watch. So that emotional roller coaster, one month, things are going well and clients are happy. Contractors are turning their work in on time and your stress is low, you're feeling good. And you do your weekly review and you go, oh, yes, this is why I'm in business for myself. But then the next month or maybe the next week or maybe even the next day, a project tanks or you lose a client, your revenue drops, a contractor quits, your stress is through the roof and your emotions are circling the drain. You're looking at yet another weekend of work and you think, oh, this is too hard. What am I doing this for? I'm going to burn this business down. As humans, the state of our mental health, our emotional, psychological, and social well-being affects our ability to cope with our everyday interactions and activities. And this is no less the case for entrepreneurs. Our business success depends on our mental and emotional skill, intelligence, and stability, and on our skill in handling the instability, stress, and threat that comes with entrepreneurship. With entrepreneurship. And yet for business owners, the relentless stressors and the constant emotional ups and downs erode our mental and emotional well-being. Many reports and studies of entrepreneur mental health recognize the pivotal role that mental health plays in an entrepreneur's capacity to succeed in business. In 2019, the Canadian Mental Health Association, CMHA for short, called for the integration of mental health education and supports into business programs. So based on our personal experience and on the research, it's clear that mental health challenges are inherent in entrepreneurship. One source of threat to our mental health as entrepreneurs is the conditions of our work. We might be deprived of sleep. We might be deprived of food because we're just not taking time to eat or eat or things are too busy. We have no downtime, no time or energy for leisure activities no movement because we're sitting cramped at the computer all day. And maybe you've had days where you haven't taken time even to go pee and you're like, ah. And so these kinds of things might not happen all the time, but I'm certain we've all had days like this, sometimes many days. And this is the life of an entrepreneur, right? This is what it is like to run our own businesses. We all recognize that this lifestyle is demanding and can really suck at times. And yet, despite these demands, there are strong, powerful, competent business owners who come to me thinking there's something wrong with them because there's some little thing that has done them in. It's common to gloss over the excessive behaviors in business that lead to unhealthy outcomes because after all, that's what it takes to succeed. Uh, so in the name of success or out of fear of failure, we actively co-sign this driven self-abusive behavior. But Let's take these out of the entrepreneurial context for just a second. Sleep deprivation, hunger, 
enclosure in a room, maybe windowless for hours on end, prohibited from meeting your bodily needs, restricted physical activity, lack of contact with other humans. What does that sound like to you? So in my workshops and presentations, when I uh, share this information and ask this question, audience members say it sounds like jail, prison, or torture. And while that might be overstating the case, and I'm not making the parallel to say that owning a business is like prison or torture, it's important to note that these kinds of tactics are similar to the ones used by police and military all over the world to break people down. So is it any surprise that we break down when these are our conditions of work? And in addition to our actual day-to-day -day working conditions, there are also other factors of mental health risk inherent in the experience of entrepreneurship. Research shows that entrepreneurs experience unique stressors. In the same 2019 publication that I mentioned earlier, the Canadian Mental Health Association reported that the unique stressors experienced by entrepreneurs include risk-taking, income uncertainty, high work demands, and the need to make frequent decisions that have a lot riding on them. In November, 2022, the Business Development Bank of Canada published a report that stated that the main sources of stress for entrepreneurs are cash flow. At that time, they were naming recession. They also included work-life balance and fear of loss or failure. And as if we didn't know this for ourselves, research into neuroplasticity confirms that negative events and stressors can lead to mental health struggles. And in my work and research, I've identified a set of mental health risk factors for entrepreneurs. There are seven of them, six of them, I'm sorry, isolation, hustle culture, and systems of oppression, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, known as VUCA, barriers to support and linking self-worth to success. And there's a link in the transcript where you can read about those six factors in detail. And it's important to note that these factors aren't unique to entrepreneurs, but they do affect us in ways that are different from the general population, that is to say, non-entrepreneurs. Furthermore, unlike employees, we experience these factors in combination and often more than two at a time. And so they pile up, their impact is multiplied. It also may happen that many former employees uh, choose to start businesses because of or to address mental health challenges. So it's not only that our work brings us mental health challenges, but also that we bring mental health challenges to our work. In 2002, a survey conducted in the US found that 25% uh, of the folks they surveyed resigned from their jobs because of their mental health. And the trend of leaving employment to start a business or self-employment has been on the rise since 2009. So it's not just a pandemic related phenomena. phenomenon. Flexibility is one of the main reasons cited by my clients, colleagues and self-employed friends for choosing self-employment. And research supports that this flexibility is exactly why folks with mental health and other challenges choose self-employment. In 2021, a phenomenon called the Great Resignation was identified. This is a wave of employees who voluntarily resigned from their jobs in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
people, and especially women and folks of the global majority, were resigning in part because they realized how much better their mental health was when they were working from home, even in the midst of the height of the pandemic restrictions. Now, of course, not everyone who leaves their job becomes self-employed, but statistics from the UK showed a 32% increase in new businesses in 2020. And as of July, 2022, more US Americans were self-employed in that year than had been since 2008. In Canada, 2 million new businesses were started during the COVID pandemic. So we can conclude that many entrepreneurs who resigned their jobs and started new businesses did so as a strategy to improve their mental health because of their pre-existing mental health conditions or because of working conditions that were detrimental to their mental health. Maybe this is your story. Now, it also happens that entrepreneurs experience mental health problems more than non-entrepreneurs. And this is where I'm going to get into the specific emotional and mental health challenges that I mentioned earlier. And so please take your capacity into consideration as you continue to listen or watch. So ironically, business ownership as a mental health strategy can be a double-edged sword. In reaction to the mental health effects of toxic work environments, racism, sexual harassment and other oppressions at work, people create their own work and yet working for yourself has its own inherent mental health challenges. And there's abundant academic research on the connection. I've mentioned some of it earlier and I'll share some more here. A widely cited survey conducted in 2015 by Michael A. Freeman, who's a psychiatrist and a psychologist in the US found that entrepreneurs have a higher prevalence of mental health challenges than the general population. He also found that entrepreneurs were 30% more likely to experience depression than non-entrepreneurs, and that 49% of the entrepreneurs he surveyed reported having a mental health condition, with depression and anxiety being two of the top three. So Freeman's work also showed that entrepreneurs are more likely to come from a pool of people in the general population who are predisposed to mental health challenges. Furthermore, other research in 2014 demonstrated that entrepreneurship is negatively correlated with mental health challenges. And more recently, that study released, oh, sorry, a different Canadian study released in August, 2021, reported that more than half of women entrepreneurs surveyed, more than half, struggled with mental health issues. So if you're curious about the research, the link will be uh, below for you to check out the transcript of this podcast and uh, with clickable links so that you can check out the resort, the references that I've met that I'm mentioning. So I wonder, have you, uh, become aware of an entrepreneur, a well-known entrepreneur who's had a mental health problem? Uh, and there's a list of them linked below, but some of them include Brad Feld, who's a venture capitalist. He experienced depression and suicidal thoughts. Uh, Kate Spade, who founded a design empire, died by suicide. Nadia Hussein, who is the 2015 winner of the Great British Bake Off, and she's a TV chef, author, and television presenter. She experiences acute anxiety and panic attacks. Pierre Pelladeau, who's the head of Quebec Corps, which is a very successful newspaper in French Canada that has been established for 30 years, 
has bipolar disorder. Uh, US media mogul Ted Turner also has bipolar disorder. So there are many, many folks, and there's another. Uh, there are others listed on in the link to the transcript. Uh, there are others list, listed with their mental health challenges, uh, so that you can take a look at that if you're curious for some others. So it's not uncommon. Have you had challenges with your mood, emotions, or mental health, or know someone who has? And. Maybe you've experienced anxiety or depression, or maybe you know someone who has. In any given year, one Canadian out of every five experiences a mental illness or addiction problem. That's in a given year, one out of every five Canadians. By the time Canadians reach 40 years of age, one in two have or have had a mental illness. So that's 50% of Canadians by the time they've reached 40 years of age. So I've experienced both anxiety and depression and my depression has been quite severe at times, including suicidal thoughts and a plan. And some people consider depression among entrepreneurs as an epidemic. Certainly the business press has been talking about this since 2018, if not longer. Uh, entrepreneurs are at greater risk for suicidal thoughts and suicides among entrepreneurs are not uncommon. So, Mental health challenges are common in the general population and even more so among entrepreneurs. So when you stop to think about it, it makes sense that business owners are at much greater risk given the conditions of entrepreneurship under which we run ourselves ragged and all the factors inherent in entrepreneurship that threaten our mental health. So if you find yourself breaking down, in quotation marks, breaking down, I invite you to consider that there's nothing wrong with you. Breaking down in quotation marks, experiencing challenges to your mental and emotional well-being is what we could call the natural consequence of being doing difficult and demanding high-stress work alone, which is what most entrepreneurs experience. So Entrepreneurs need support for their mental and emotional well-being. When our body breaks down, the stress symptoms that we're experiencing are like a warning. The mind, body, and spirit need time to rest and digest and to repair. And so if you break down, this is your body's symptoms, your signals to check under the hood. There's really nothing wrong with you. What's wrong is that we're taught that stress, burnout, depression, and anxiety are the exceptions, not the rule. And by implication, if we've experienced them, we have somehow failed. But really, what's needed is care, mental and emotional care. As an entrepreneur, your brain and your mind are your greatest assets. And if they're not functioning well, your ability to run your business is hampered. Therapy is good for entrepreneurs for the same reason therapy is good for anyone. Research has shown over and over again that psychotherapy is effective in mitigating and healing the impact of negative, stressful, and traumatic events. In light of the rates of depression experienced by entrepreneurs and business owners, it's important to note that psychotherapy is as effective as medication in treating depression and is more effective than medication in preventing relapse. 
Studies show consistently that emotional interventions work just as well or even better than medication to treat various mental health conditions, including anxiety and depression. Now, I'm not anti-medication. I'm just arguing the case for therapy. I think medication has its place and each person has to go through their own decision making process with their medical and mental health providers supporting them in making that decision. Uh, and today I'm making the case, I'm arguing in favor of how therapeutic support can be of value to entrepreneurs. And even though therapy helps you feel better, it doesn't stop there because it's not enough to simply feel better. Feeling better enables you to better access your executive functioning capacities, what I call your CEO self. We know from neuroscience that life experiences affect our brains, and this is called neuroplasticity. And as we all know, negative events and stressors can lead to mental health struggles. Stress also impairs your ability to calm yourself and think straight. This is called flipping your lid. You know, we can imagine like, you know, you just lose access to your wiser, warmer self. But the flip side of neuroplasticity also means experiences, including therapy, can help modify brain structure and brain function into healthier states. Studies have found that as people get better at controlling their emotions, the brain's prefrontal cortex becomes, it, it changes. In other words, your capacity to access your executive functioning, your CEO self becomes stronger. And I use CEO self as a shorthand for our supportive, um, for our creative problem solving, for our ability to take in and synthesize new information, our ability to focus and make decisions and collaborate among other things. And when we flip our lids, when emotions are high, more energy is directed toward addressing the event in the moment uh, that's perceived as a threat and that's directing our brain's energy toward our body budget, towards survival. And this means that there's less energy available for your CEO self, for the CEO self functions in your mind. And in that case, when that happens, all we have to go on is emotion and habit. And while emotion is really important and habits can serve us well in some circumstances, they don't always serve us and they're only part of the picture. So ongoing therapeutic support as a CEO, as a business owner, provides you with opportunities for emotional regulation and co-regulation so that your CEO self, more energy can be directed there and it can rise to the front and take prominence so that you can use those skills for better decision-making, greater insight and more ease. And that leads to a more profitable business and more satisfied customers. With your CEO self back online, you can do the things you need to do to run your business. You can engage all your executive functioning skills you need to run a successful business. You'll be able to take in and synthesize information, make decisions, focus, prioritize, and perhaps most importantly, engage in problem solving and other creative business endeavors. You won't flip your lid and blow up your business when the crap hits the fan. Beyond the brain changes that result from therapy, 
It's also, therapy is also a learning process. Therapy works long-term because of the skills people develop in the process of therapy. We entrepreneurs and business owners are constantly facing challenges, the unknown and failure, right? Things not working out the way we had hoped or planned. But without formal commitment and support for debriefing on these challenges and failures, we miss the learning. And if we don't learn from our experiences, we can't have the flexibility and creativity we need for our business to thrive. So through therapy and with therapeutic support, you can learn about yourself as an entrepreneur and as a leader and can continue to use these insights as you face new challenges. And as I'm sure you've experienced, there's never a shortage of challenges in businesses challenges in business. Support makes you stronger. Support makes you a better leader. Support makes you a better business owner. You're stronger with support. Therapeutic support works and it works in a way that makes you a better leader for your business. The trick is to recognize that mental health risks are inherent in entrepreneurship and to control for them, just as you would for any other risk in business. There are many ways to do this. Bringing mental health conversations to the table with your biz bestie, your coach, your mastermind group, and as appropriate in other conversational settings like networking is just one way to recognize the mental health risks and to bring them forward into your awareness. However, the best way to protect your mental health as an entrepreneur is to have a plan in place. A business plan helps you prepare for and mitigate risk and plan for and sustain healthy growth. Just like every other risk in business, you can mitigate the risks to your mental health as an entrepreneur by having a plan. So just like your business plan includes financial plans, marketing plans, and cash flow plans, it should also include a mental health plan for the owner. And if your business experience of plans being what it takes to make your goals come to fruition is not enough to persuade you, neuroscience also shows that writing down your goals increases your chances of achieving them. Having a formal recorded strategy for achieving those goals makes it even more likely you'll be able to accomplish them. And so in the same way that the way you can grow your profitability is with a plan, you can also nourish your mental health and expand your resilience skills with a plan. Plans like these allow you to thrive. Make your plan, mitigate your risk, and cultivate healthy growth. My goal as the entrepreneur's therapist is to help you keep your CEO self in the forefront as you ride the emotional roller coaster of running a business so you don't flip your lid and blow up your business when the crap hits the fan. And while it may seem like you should be able to keep your CEO self in the forefront on your own, it's much harder than people think. There are so many barriers and stressors in the way. You may think that asking for help makes you weak. And certainly there's, um, you know, a belief in the kind of popular culture that that's the case. But the truth is that we are stronger with support. Support leads to emotional regulation. And when emotions are regulated, that leads to better decision-making, greater insight, and more ease. When we're more resourced, when we have support, 
that leads to more profitable businesses because of our better capacity for decision-making, our greater insight and our more ease. And it makes our profitable businesses emotionally easier to run and it results in more satisfied customers. And so this is where I come in. I provide both emotional support and deep knowledge so that ultimately your CEO self is facilitated, your CEO skills are stronger and you have resilience skills developed over time, you know yourself better and you can be empowered to face and address your challenges, your mental and emotional challenges as an entrepreneur and to bounce back from stress better and faster. So don't blow up your business when the crap hits the fan. You might like to consider in order to prevent that, booking a free call with me to see if it might be helpful for you to have support to discover what affects your mental and emotional well-being and support to create a plan to care for it. And the link to book a free call is below. Thanks so much for listening and for watching along. Please consider subscribing so that you can stay up to date on next episodes as they are released. Thanks so much. See you next time.